0: Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon and good evening, whichever time suits to you. Thank you very much for joining this forum. Myself, Subhash Chandra from Singapore, welcome all the listeners. Thank you for joining us. Hope everyone is safe and healthy. I'm sure all of us are trying to take care of our health especially the physical health, because nowadays we are not going outside our home to most of the extent. We are trying to remain at home, and this is going to impact our health, definitely. Are we doing something? Are we exercising? Are we doing some yoga? Are we doing something else? If not, please do it. When I started staying at home, it impacted me very differently. I'm a regular office-going person. And once I was instructed from the office that, no, you cannot come to office stay at home. Initially, one day, two days I was enjoying, but after that, my physique was not allowing me to stay at home. I was having different types of complications started. I thought, what happened to me? Then I realized, then I analyzed myself, then I analyzed my whole body system to understand what is happening. And then I found that I am not disciplined Yes, I was not disciplined. Then I had to change myself based on the situation. Even if I was staying at home, I had to be disciplined enough to keep the right pace. Ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, today we have brought one topic on discipline. In our life, many a times we think, oh, discipline is not that important. Many a time, we think discipline is not for me or on the other side, many of us think that I'm very disciplined and I don't need to do anything specifically separately. Different people have different types of thinking and different outcome comes. But in this particular situation, I think everyone is at the same point, is at the same pace. We are at home. Some are enjoying it with Netflix, probably, or other TV channels or some other activities. Some are still busy with their office work. But if you are nagged by restless feeling that there must be more to life than your current day-to-day existence, I think a spiritual discipline is for you. You must think about how to discipline myself, not just from outside, but from inside as well. Today, we have a good speaker, Mr. Avino from Australia, Sydney. We are going to have chit chat with him on this forum. Right now, we are going to share one of his, one of his speech in Sydney to some of the people a few weeks before, and that discussion was on discipline. Mr. Avino is a young, dynamic, young, dynamic person who has started his job a couple of years back and he has been practicing meditation, especially Vihangam meditation since last 10 to 12 years. The young thought, the young experience and discipline probably seems to be contradicting, is it? Let's see and let's, let's hear Mr. Abhinav What he has to say personally, I believe that youngsters considered to be less disciplined, but I don't think so. If you observe youngsters, if you observe people who are doing good in their life, who are being successful in their life, we find that they are relatively more disciplined. On the other side, there may be some people who are still successful. But they may not be that disciplined. But believe me, from my own experience, I have found that if I'm not disciplined, still skillful, talented for one particular part, one particular section, my that talent, my that skill will reduce, will diminish if I'm not disciplined, at least for my that talent. and skill. So right now, we're going to hear from Mr. Avino from uh, Sydney on the topic discipline. Right now we are sharing a recorded version which he delivered in Sydney a couple of weeks back to a large audience. Once we finish that discussion, then we start live question and answer with him. If anyone has any question, please do write to us on WhatsApp number or on the slido.com. Now let us hear from Mr. Agno about discipline.
1: Almost everyone, and Jess with Eve. It is, you know, lovely to see you all again this week uh, online. Uh, The wonders of technology—one of the few things my industry has done right, which is good. (laughs) Um, So, you know, as we talked about at the start, uh, you know, this is an opportunity for us to all stay connected, stay motivated, stay inspired. Uh, as we all progress on our respective spiritual journeys, uh, you know, the, as we kind of discussed last week, uh, this is an opportunity for all of us to continue our transformation uh, or to, uh, you know, sit back and relax, watch a bit of YouTube and Netflix, you know? Um, So the decision is ours. We can be the, you know, the, the guides of our own destiny in a sense. And, and, know hopefully when we all join together here we're all we're all given a chance to reflect on that on what we want to do with our time on what we want to do with ourselves uh and you know i'm i feel humbled that i get to share this opportunity with all of you so i hope you all get something out of this week so firstly thank you to all of you who shared the things you want to hear about on the in these sessions we shared a google form around uh, on the whatsapp group uh, and we received a few responses. Um, this week, we're gonna talk about discipline, uh, which is you know, a super interesting topic. Uh, but just a quick reminder that if, you're, if you have things you wanna hear about, uh, please keep adding them to that Google form. Uh, we'll be looking at those responses through the week uh, and obviously before the session and determining what we're gonna talk about. Um, you know, we, we can always choose what to talk about. The spirituality is an ocean. Um, But uh, obviously the most benefit of a satsang is for you all to uh, get involved and and share what you want to hear about. So we're we're really thankful to all of you who shared your responses. Uh, So just keep, please do keep uh, putting them in uh, so we know what you want to hear about. So discipline is a very interesting topic. Uh, Discipline is arguably the... A line which joins effort with achievement, uh, you know, if you have discipline and you have disciplined effort, uh, you can achieve many incredible things in life. Discipline is also a very key part of the spiritual journey. You know, the, the master of the spirituality have all lived very disciplined lives. The Many of the human beings we respect, uh, whether it be scientists or inventors or, you know, whatever it is, they all live very disciplined lives. If not all parts of their lives, there was a certain part of their life which was very disciplined. And today I'll be sharing some of those people and some of their journeys in, in very short, just to remind us all what we're capable of with a bit of discipline. So the first question is, you know, when we talk about discipline, uh, what are we disciplining? You know, Where are we trying to achieve discipline? What is the source of a lack of discipline? The spiritual masters and the spiritual philosophy tells us very clearly what the source of a lack of discipline is. And it also tells us how discipline can be achieved. One thing to remind you all, even myself, uh, before we dive into this, is that spirituality is not a matter of going to the jungle and meditating for so long that you have a beard. Spirituality is the ability to sit and to understand the science of how to live this life. Discipline is one of those sciences. Discipline is, you know, if we, as we start to dig into it, you, you should hopefully start to see how there is a science which entails this concept just like all concepts of spirituality. So firstly, in order to understand discipline, we have to understand what tools do we have available to us? You know, what what are the things that lead to a lack of discipline? And what are the things that allow for discipline to happen? So, you know, if you just sit for a moment, uh, just still where you are right now, and you try to stop thinking uh, and, and generally try it, And you just try to stop thinking and see how long you can do that for. And eventually you'll find that it becomes difficult. You start to think about random things. You start to think about thinking maybe, and you start to think you've won, but that in itself is a thought by the way. So we start to realize that we, there is something where we don't have a sense of control in our life, something which we don't have a, we don't have control over to be more precise. So you're sitting here and you're noticing that there is something that is, you know, happening inside. And you want to understand what that is. And firstly, we should identify what that is, because arguably, that is the biggest enemy of achieving a sense of discipline. So you're sitting here, you realize there's two forces inside you, one which is saying what you want to do, and one which is causing issues or deterring you from doing that thing. So I might tell you right now, uh, focus on the image of an elephant. Now you're thinking about an elephant, but now two seconds later, 10 seconds later, you might be thinking about something else. Now, if you put yourself in a different situation, in a different place, let's say you're studying, let's say you're at work, let's say you're cooking, let's say you're doing whatever it is, this battle is always going on. This battle of what you want to do and what is actually happening. There is this other force which is causing you issues. Now, if we look at physics and the basic principles of physics, when there are two forces which are in contact with each other and they you know, kind of come come against each other, we describe that as a process of friction in some cases. In some cases, we refer to it as Uh, resistance Uh, there's many different names given to this this phenomenon but we what we notice is a lot of energy is spent in in that process of these two things colliding together now you know if you think about it this way you know there is both an issue and an opportunity the issue is you have two things that are conflicting with each other inside of you you have one force which is going this way and one which is going this way One which is you, what you want to do, and one which is what's actually happening, the thing that is bothering you. Now, if you think about it this way, that is obviously a huge problem, but what if they both went in the same direction? What if you could, you know, with your own capacity, with your own practice, with your own discipline, what if you could make the direction of both things the same and you could start to live your life in a more controlled and disciplined way? So, what's going to happen in that case? What's going to happen is if this force is 30 and this force is 30, suddenly rather than having 30 minus 30, zero, you have 30 plus 30, 60 in the direction you want to go in. So, there is both an opportunity and there is an issue. There is the power of yourself, your intellect, which we call buddhi, and there is the power of the thing which is bothering you, the mind, the man. If you can align both of them and they both go in the same direction. Now you have the power of the mind plus the power of your intellect, all directed in one place. So if you're studying both your mind and your intellect will work together to allow you to understand what you're studying better. If you are listening to this session, your mind and intellect will work together. And they will figure out exactly where I am not making sense or where I am wrong. If your mind and intellect are together, uh, perhaps, you know, when you're trying to do something creative, you can use the power of the mind, which is so unbounded and so, you know, fluid to go into worlds, which you never thought existed before. And this is the, this is where discipline becomes an important thing. What we are achieving with discipline, is a heightened sense of control over our mind. Now, the mind in spiritual philosophy, uh, in the philosophy of Hunger as well, uh, is seen as the enemy or the deterrent or the barrier to us achieving a heightened sense of discipline. It can be very, uh, it can make you very sad when you say decide, okay, from now on, every day I'm gonna do this thing. And two days in, you're not able to do that thing. So you feel very sad. You feel very, you know, like you don't have any power in your life. And that is, you know, a very, a very big issue. The reason is all of the parameters in that equation, all of the parameters in your life, which are leading you to be disciplined or not disciplined are within your control. You know, no one is forcing you to be distracted. No one is forcing you to be, uh, to do things in a certain way. That is your own decision, your own choice, uh, your own state of mind and consciousness. So the question is, what can you do in order to have more control over yourself and over your mind? Now, there's two, you know, if you are a student of uh, the, the yogic philosophy, Maharishi Patanjali gave us a, a very clear Uh, kind of structure to how we can think about this journey from a a sense of no control to a sense of complete control and union. And in, in the end, the last three parts of that journey are dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. Now, when we sit and we meditate, what are we doing is the question. Are we doing dhyana or are we doing something else? See, the answer to this question is very interesting. The answer to this question is we are not doing dhyan, we are doing dharana. Dharana is the practice of focusing and putting your concentration in one place. Dhyan is when you're so good at doing dharana, at focusing, that you even forget you are doing dharana. So dhyan is a state where you are meditating but you forget you're meditating you just become that state such as right now you're awake but you are not aware you do not you know you're not aware of the fact that you're awake you just are awake right you're not thinking about it you're not trying to be awake you just are awake so dhyan and and being in a state of dhyan is the same this is why you know a lot of the yogic verses being in a state of town is, is often related to, or, or there is an analogy made to being in a state of sleep because once you're asleep, uh, unless you're lucid dreaming or doing something uh, interesting, you're not aware that you're asleep. You're just in that dream world. In the same way, when you're doing town, you become so involved in doing town that you forget that you're doing town. So, When we do dharana and when we do kyaan, what are we doing? The mind, which is right now causing us to think about so many different things, maybe you're still thinking about that elephant I talked about a few minutes ago, The, the mind which is taking us in so many different places becomes still. Now, it is a very strange experience when your mind becomes still. Why is that? Because for your entire life, your mind has been uh, the most opposite of still, it has been moving around everywhere. And when it becomes still, suddenly you have all this capacity, and you have to decide what are you going to do now? Right? And for some people, they don't like that feeling. It's very uncomfortable. It's very weird. So they say, okay, I'm not, I'm just going to meditate, but I'm still going to go watch Netflix and YouTube, (laughs) which is fine. You know, that's You know, there's gotta be a balance in life, but at the same time, that same person, when they decide, okay, I wanna study this thing. When they sit to study, they they become so involved in that activity, they forget about everything else. They are just doing that thing. So this is a state of focus. Now the question is, how do you take this and then build discipline into your life? So discipline, firstly, is what is discipline? What is going on when you live a disciplined life? Discipline is a smaller part of what is called conscious living. Conscious living is where you live a life where you are constantly aware and conscious of what you are doing, right? So conscious living is you are not reacting. You are guiding your life. You are not being driven around You are driving your life. So uh, an example of this is if you say to yourself, every day I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. Now that means you have to sleep at 10, let's say. Now in order to do that, in order to sleep at 10, immediately depending on your point in life, what you do day to day, you start to work backwards. Okay, I need to finish uh, my work by 9.30. I need to meditate by 9.45. I need to be in bed by 10 you then work even more backwards, backwards, backwards. And slowly, slowly, all of the choices which you need to make in order to achieve that discipline become clear to you. Now, where does it become difficult? When you've decided, okay, I'm just gonna take a 10 minute break from 9.30 to 9.40, and then I'm gonna meditate. But suddenly that break goes from 9.30 to 10.30, you get hooked on a show that you like, And then suddenly you're not able to achieve that, that discipline which you're seeking. So the question is what is happening when that happens? What is happening is your mind is taking control of your life, not you. Now, the tricky thing here is when we say you, and we say there's two forces inside you at all times, which are battling each other. One is the intellect. The intellect, the buddhi, and if you achieve the highest state of buddhi, you become known what is known as the Buddha. You know, you become ext- the ultimate form of intellect. The buddhi is what we use to determine what is right or what is wrong. So you may have set a, a decision for yourself okay, by 9 30, I want to stop doing everything so I can sleep by 10. So that is what your definition is of what is a right kind of way to end your day. That is what your buddhi is going to define and determine. Now, if you become so involved in Netflix or YouTube at 9.15, that when 9.30 arrives, you don't even realize it, then suddenly, no matter what your intellect has decided, what you've decided for yourself, it no longer matters. You haven't actually achieved that thing. So this can be a very disempowering feeling. You can feel very angry at yourself. You can feel very uh, like you can't achieve anything. But on the flip side, if you can do that, if you can stop everything at 9.30, as you've decided, then it is a very powerful uh, state of existence. Because suddenly, any decision you take, anything you do becomes truthful in nature. So how can we achieve that state? Well, the easiest way is to control the mind, you know, the source of a lack of discipline is a lack of control on the mind. So the, in the same way, the source of a high sense of discipline is a high sense of control of the mind. Now, the other thing to understand here is, you know, sometimes when we want to meditate, when we you know try to decide okay i'm going to meditate twice a day and we're not able to do it that in itself causes us to you know lose this sense of discipline now if i told you today that uh okay the days you know you don't have to brush your teeth every day let's just say will you ever do that i would hope you don't <laughs> because we all understand why we brush our teeth We brush our teeth because it is good for our own uh, dental health. And it is also good for the people around us. You know, we live in a world where there's people around us. We don't want to shove our dirty breath in their direction. So we're never going to give up brushing our teeth. Now, the question is, why do we give up meditation? The reason for that is usually because we don't understand why it is important. Why is meditation important? Meditation is in, you know, the most, probably the biggest understatement and, uh, you know, watering down of the concept in history. Meditation is like brushing your teeth or cleaning up your insides. So day to day you are living your life thinking about millions of things. You're taking in all this information. You're looking at things maybe which you think you shouldn't be looking at sometimes. Sometimes maybe you're looking at things that you want to look at, but you're looking at them for too long. You know, maybe you're watching that show for too long and there's all this information coming your way. You know, scientists in California a few years ago defined as just how much information we take in every day in our brains, using the visual information, the information taken from our ears, all our senses, And it amounted to 32 gigabytes per day. Now that's a lot of information and we're not even conscious that we're taking in that much information, such as the wonder of the human body. But you can think about it this way. If you can at least sit down for 10 minutes, twice a day, you have an opportunity. You're giving yourself an opportunity to clean up any of the mess inside of you. You're giving yourself an opportunity to filter through this information and get rid of things and, you know, reflect on things whatever it is. So meditation is a way to clean up your insides. It's laundry for your mind. Now, if you don't do your laundry in real life, things become very dirty. You know, when people come over, they start to look at you like, what is happening? In the same way, if you don't meditate, what often happens is you reach a point or some situations in life, you reach a point where you're no longer able to control yourself. You have so many things inside of you, so much mess or so much dirt, that you start to react to things. You start to become angry, you start to become sad, you start to become irrational. And all of these things don't just affect you, they affect the people around you as well. In the same way as not brushing your teeth will affect everyone around you. Rather than making them smell something bad, you're gonna make them feel bad internally because of your actions. So, you know, the reason why we meditate is not only to achieve a sense of discipline within ourselves, we also meditate so that we can be better people to those around us. And that can be done in many different ways. One is being conscious of the effect of our actions. The other is just taking some time to clean up inside yourself so that when another person comes to you and has a problem or has something they want to share with you, you have the capacity, you have the emptiness inside you to take in their worries, to take in the negative energy they have and help them on their path forward. So, you know, meditation is not done just for you. It is done also for the world. Now, you know, where we're thinking about all these things and we're trying to come back to discipline. Why should we, how do we achieve discipline? First thing is we convince ourselves or we reason to ourselves why meditation is important. If we can understand for ourselves why meditation is important and we can sit and meditate with the right intent, then naturally a sense of discipline starts to develop because we become more focused in nature. We become more capable of controlling our mind. And then, you know, when you take decisions, when you take choices for yourself, you're able to actually live by those choices in some, you know, in some uh, philosophies of spirituality, uh, this is also known as being a gun Yogi, a person who once they say something, that thing becomes a truth uh, in, in all, ma- in all manner. So if I say today, and if I, for some reason, or let's say someone is, is a karma Yogi and that gun Yogi says, Uh, I am going to uh, write a book by the end of this week. Now, if they're a gunmyogi, if they have control over their mind, if they have control of their senses, then by the end of the week, you will see they have written a book. There are no excuses. They've sat down and they've done it. But for, you know, people who are on the path to becoming that, perhaps you'll have written half the book. Perhaps you wouldn't have even started yet. there's procrastination, there's all these different things. So when it becomes a question of how do we achieve discipline, the first thing is understanding why something is important. So when we say discipline in meditation, we have to understand why meditation is important. Second, we need to commit ourselves to that path. And how do we do that? We simply sit by ourselves and we tell ourselves, okay, this is why meditation is important. This is why I'm going to do it. You know, if you're meditating because uh, I am telling you to meditate, then, you know, in a way, it's you're never going to be motivated. You're only going to be doing it because someone else told you to. But if you are meditating because you understand what it is going to do for you and what it's going to do for people around you, uh, then your intent and the effect of that practice will be very different. Now i also want to reflect very very briefly on the power of discipline on the power of focus you know some of us have this thought that you know i am this i am of this particular age group or i am this young or i'm this old Uh, can i really achieve these things can i really become disciplined and if i do what can i do with that now i just wanted to go through a list of some of the things that some people in, in history have achieved. Mozart, uh, the most famous pianist, uh, piano player in, in the world, in history, was became proficient in piano in keyboard at the age of five. Tenzin Gyatso, the current Dalai Lama, was named the Dalai Lama at the age of 15. Isaac Newton wrote the first book on calculus, at the age of 24. Albert Einstein, a scientist you may have heard of, wrote the theory of relativity at the age of 26. Martin Luther King at the age of 34 wrote the famous speech known as I have a dream. Mary Curie at the age of 35 became one of the first women to be to be lauded or to be awarded or considered Nobel Prize in Physics at the age of 35. Suzanne Collins at the age of 46 achieved an incredible thing which is slipping my mind right now. Leonardo da Vinci at the age of 51 painted the Mona Lisa which we all admire even to this day. And Nelson Mandela at the age of 76 became the president of South Africa. Now In this small list, you can see there are individuals of every age group. There is no one, not, it is not that any of these people are less than 20 or all of these people are greater than 60. These are people who are all of different age groups and have achieved different things in different fields. They are masters of their fields. What does this tell us about the human potential? It tells us That age is a number firstly, and we should throw that number away. What it tells us is that we are capable of anything which we seek to achieve as long as we are willing to live a disciplined life. Another person who I didn't talk about, at the age of uh, 36, 36, Sadhu Slav Deji Maharaj founded the organisation of the Hunger of York. So there's all these individuals from different walks of life, which are telling us one clear message: that if you can achieve this superpower of having a greater sense of control over your mind, then you can achieve incredible things in your life. Not at the age of five, but at any age and at any point in time and space. These people are not people from one part of the world. I haven't even talked about some of the people from our own history, such as uh, Rishi Valmiki. Valmiki, if, you, if you've if you heard his story, was a dacoit, was a robber, was a thief. And then later, he became known as a Maharshi, just on the basis of his discipline, his spiritual discipline. So, you know, if you're a person who is, you know, unsure, or, you know, let's say a little sad about where you are right now the message is very loud and clear if you look through human history itself or if you look at the message of spirituality itself that you are capable of whatever you're you're looking to achieve or even the things you have thought you haven't even thought about yet as long as you can tame this thing known as the mind And this is one of the troubling things with our current current with the world we live in today. You know, in the if we look at the tools we have available to us, we have the mind, we have the intellect, we have the sensory organs. And you know, there's a, a famous quote from uh Sant Namdevji, who is the uh, one of the, the the head of international uh, seva and prachar in Vihangam York, which is You know, if we were, if we had one sensory organ, that would be enough to bother us for the rest of our life, but we have five of them, you know, we have five of these things which can bother us at all times. And this is why it is difficult to live in the world we live in today. We live in a very sensory world, a world where we are one screen away from being, you know, tantalized by, from being... Uh, attracted using our hearing, using our vision. We are, you know, constantly bombarded by all these different things. And then we try to seek discipline in this life. It is a very difficult thing to achieve, but it is not impossible. And this is where the, the, the message of Vihangam Yoga really starts. Vihangam Yoga starts with the control of mind. Why does it start with that? Because that is the source of all lack of discipline and the source of all disturbance in our life. If we want to learn what discipline is, we have to understand the value of the things which take us toward a higher state of discipline. The most powerful one of those tools and practices is meditation and just to remind you once more meditation here and when we sit to meditate it is only known as dharna. dhyana is a property is a uh, a state which is only achievable to us when a master guides us toward it we cannot on our own achieve a state of dhyana. this is why the Uh, status and the uh, inclusion and the role of a master is so important. And the question is, why can we not achieve a state of dhyana on our own? You know, even those who have gone to the jungle thousands of years ago and achieved a state of dhyana, if you were to speak to them, they would say they have a master. That is because this entire philosophy is spirituality, it revolves around a very uncomfortable journey. That journey is, you know, when we look at science and the study of science, if I were to try and understand this microphone in front of me, I could get a microscope. I could, you know, break this microphone apart and I could try to understand how it works, but I can't do that with myself. I can't break myself apart and look inside. I can't look at my mind. But if you start to meditate, if you start to become more still, these things become more known to you. But even then, you're trying to look back at yourself. You're you're trying to be both the subject and the object. In science, the object or the, uh, sorry, the, the subject of observation is usually outside of you. You're observing a subject such as the microphone. But in meditation and spirituality, the subject is you and you are also the observer. It is a very uncomfortable thing to try and master. So that is where another energy source has to be present in order to guide you on that journey. Because it's very easy to lose sense of self, to lose sight of where you are going if you try to do this just on your own. So... You know, this is all I have to say today Um, to the person who uh, thankfully shared this topic with us. I hope I gave you something to think about. Um, In short, discipline is, in one sense, discipline is where you live a life which is conscious, which is, you know, where you apply a sense of self-control to every part of your life and you align it with the kind of life you want to live not the kind of life which your mind is going to make you live the kind of life you want to live so that's discipline in as well as i can explain it and please do remember all those people who i I mentioned um including uh, uh because it's just proof uh that we can all achieve whatever we want to achieve
0: This was Mr. Avino speaking about discipline. And now we have an opportunity to have an interaction, live interaction with him. Welcome, Avinoji, on the forum. Thank you very much for this wonderful speech, which I think everyone would have enjoyed it. I hope you are able to hear my voice.
1: Yes, I am. Thank you for the warm welcome, Sebastri.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, depending on our time, I'll try to uh, put up some of the questions and some of my own inquisitiveness to have interaction with you, to have some chit-chat. And at the end, we would just summarize what exactly we heard and learned during this session. I think I, I noticed there are a couple of, not just a couple of, many interesting facts which you had uh, mentioned. But one important thing I first want to bring and to understand in a much more better way. You mentioned that There are many different types of ways to discipline ourselves. And of course, age is not a matter to not to be disciplined. And out of all different tools and techniques, one who is practicing, meditation is the most efficient one. Here, what I want to understand from you is that, is it the point that meditation can be practiced by everyone? And then it may be possible that there are some people who think that, no, 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 I'm already disciplined. Why do I need a meditation? Is it true that even if a person is disciplined at one particular time, he is still can enhance his life to be more conscious through meditation?
1: Yeah, lovely question. And uh, thank you again for having me. Uh, So, you know, what I'd say is, you know, when I reflected on this, um, with some of the the lovely folks in Sydney a few weeks ago, uh, you know, where we really reached, uh, in our understanding, our shared understanding is, you know, there's this word in, in Vihangam, Yog in Pramavidya, in this philosophy of spirituality, which is Vigyan. And the closest word you can connect this to, uh, in, you know, in the English language is science. Now, you know, regardless of what you think your level of discipline is or regardless of how, you know, you personally define discipline, there is a, a vijnic definition of discipline, a scientific definition of discipline, uh, which is, you know, formulated on the basis of the principles of spirituality. And, you know, the most essential uh, from my, you know, very basic understanding, the most one of the most essential things in the spiritual journey is understanding this concept of energy uh, and conscious energy, uh, which, if you're interested, you could uh, understand further with the Hindi word, which is surati. Now, the mind and you know the way the mind works is that it draws conscious energy from the engine uh, of this uh, this body we've been given. And it, you know, scatters that energy uh, around the world uh, through the sensory organs or the indriyas. Now, you know, if you want to be disciplined, or if you want to say that you have achieved a sense of discipline, you know, the most absolute way to achieve that is to be able to say, there is not a single shard of my conscious energy, which is being scattered in a direction I do not want it to be scattered. So... You know, one of the key things with spirituality and spiritual philosophy is that, you know, here we, we definitely talk about, you know, self-mastery and, and self-understanding, but there is a science at the bedrock of all of this. You know, the and that is for, for lack of a better term, that there is a science at the, at the bedrock. And that science is telling us that, you know, you have to be so subtle and so well controlled that you understand your own energy profile and you understand just how much of our energy is going in the wrong direction and how much of our energy is going in the direction you want it to go in. And once you have a complete sense of control at this layer, at this level level of subtle understanding, then you can very confidently say, yeah, I'm a disciplined person. I'm a Konami Yogi, you know? Every action I take, there is a certain amount of energy that I put into that action and no, any, there is no leftover energy which is being, you know, placed into anything else. So, you know, there's, you know, other words start to emerge at this point, such as sankalp, uh, which is, you know, taking a formidable resolve. Uh, and all of these things start to tie together into the life of a yogi uh, from, from my very basic understanding. So what I would say to answer your question, Subhashri, is meditation is a way for you to test and to really understand just how disciplined you are, even if you are disciplined, you know, are you disciplined to the point where 90% of your energy is going where it wants to be, or are you a master of discipline where all of your energy is going where you want it to go? Um, so that's what I would say, uh, to, to, to this question,
0: yeah, very rightly said, Abhinaji. Um, if I have to understand in a much more better way in our day-to-day life many times people around us uh, sometimes we hear that be disciplined try to follow the discipline this works this word sometimes works differently from for a person say a student who is going to school on a regular basis this word this sentence can work differently for a person who is going to office this word, this sentence can work differently for a person who is retired. So when we talk about be disciplined, does this mean that it is related with our habit? It is related with our time management. It is related with our day-to-day activities which we are doing. Or, and it is linked with a self, inner discipline as well. I think when we talk about spiritual discipline, it is more moving inside, the inward journey and how disciplined and how active, how conscious we are inside. But if somebody says, suppose to a student that be disciplined, does this mean that we are talking about being more active? The habit should be conscious enough and all those kind of things.
1: Yeah. A, a fantastic um, thing to talk about for sure. Um, you know, as you beautifully mentioned, like discipline and achieving discipline uh, is, you know, the way you achieve discipline might look different um, in, depending on your own status in life. Uh, If you're a student, if you're a teacher, as you mentioned. Um, But I think if we, if we, if we keep it very essential and we look at what the spiritual philosophy says, you know, this world we live in is boundless, is infinite, right? We look outside. If you just look, you know, in one direction, straight outside your window, you're going to see, you know, the window, you're going to see the trees, you're going to see an array of colors, of lights, of homes. And there's, you know, an infinite, there's an infinity inside of each of those homes because there's people inside They have their own way of thinking. They have the other million things they're thinking about. So, you know, when we read the spiritual uh, philosophy, we understand That where we are, this prakriti, this natural material world is infinite. You know, there is no, there, you just can't, you can't encapsulate it, right? And discipline is our way of drawing a line, you know, through this infinity. You know, we're saying, okay, this is the prakriti. This is where I exist. But now I want to draw a line. And according to that line, I want to live my life in a certain way. And, you know, if you're a student, it might be that your, your way of doing that is that you're drawing a line uh, which aligns with your goals, obviously, which is, you know, maybe, you know, in order to become more proficient in mathematics, you need to practice mathematics for an hour every morning. If you're a teacher to become a better, you know, a, a, more, a more powerful guide for your students, perhaps you need to spend that hour you know, understanding or sitting with your students every day and understanding what they're thinking about. So, you know, depending on who, where you are in life, you may go through a slightly different exercise. But at the most essential level, um, you know, what you're trying to do is to is to build a framework uh, for your own self, which only you can, you know, really measure. Um, you know, are you being disciplined? Like, I cannot go to my brother's room right now and figure out. You know, what is his discipline rating, if you could say, because he's the one taking the decisions about this is the way I want my life to be. Now, obviously, there's a question of, you know, if you're a very disciplined procrastinator, then is that what you want to be? You know, maybe it's not. So there's another aspect here, which is, you know, you have to define for yourself, you know, what is it that you actually want to do with your time and with your life? If you have determined for yourself, okay, I want to get up early and I want to do certain things with my time, then once you define that, that, that should be the line you've drawn in this infinite world we live in. And if you don't hit that, then you're being undisciplined. If you do hit that, then you are being disciplined. So, you know, again, depending on your quality of life and, and where you are and where you stand, it might be a little different. Um, But I think the exercise should be very similar for everyone.
0: Absolutely. I think a few of the words which you have mentioned is very, very interesting and marvelous to understand. I'm just repeating those. Drawing uh, a line on this infinite path, which we are leading right now. At the same time, designing your own framework, whichever state we are at, and defining ourselves. I think uh, this frame structure these lines will definitely change time to time as and when we progress on this path. As and, and our intellect, our understanding, our maturity level increases. And the question comes basically: How somebody will understand where the line has to be drawn? That again comes from experience, and many times, master actually plays a major role. It depends uh, which life age we are at doesn't matter. And here the meditation comes again with a with a mark that gives us an opportunity as well as a capability to understand what is right, what is wrong, where to draw what. So moving forward, just one question I have Avinuji on the basis of time. We have received one question on uh, Slido. Uh, I'll just explain that. Uh, it says, can the term discipline be replaced by dharma? I think uh, this word is uh, dharma coming on the basis of when we are talking about the the inner self, when we are talking about the inner discipline, when we are talking about the the word yogi and karmi yogi kind of thing. So, do you think the discipline can be replaced by a term
1: dharma? Yeah, lovely question. Um... And I think just as I'm reading the question, it also seems like they want to understand uh, if it can be replaced with parana as well, which is really interesting too. So I'll try to touch on both. Um, Firstly, in terms of dharma, uh, what I'd say is, you know, discipline is one of the um, key parts of dharma, uh, which is, you know, a much more, uh, a much deeper topic. Uh, If you go deep into the Vedic philosophy, into the way Vihangam Yorg unwinds it, uh, there's four key principles and ten pillars of dharm. Uh, of course, you know, this interaction of discipline, I would say, is fundamental in order to be to live a dharmic life. Because even if you understand what a dharmic life is, if still your energy is being dissipated into doing adharmic dharmic things, into living a you know a life that is not aligned with dharm, then you know, again you're back at square one. Um, so you know, the for from my understanding, one of the reasons why we try to meditate on a regular basis is to have this heightened control of mind so that we can then actually live that dharmic life. Uh, so, that would be my explanation of the relationship between dharm and discipline. Uh, in short, if I was to look at tarana, um tarna is also very interesting. Um, dhana is defined as the ability to focus or concentrate. Now, you know, is the question is is that all that discipline is? Now, I'd say it's not, um, because you know, I would say dhana is one of the tools that you need to develop in order to be disciplined. Um, but there is another aspect, which is your your obviously your control over mind, uh, which is very important, which is dharna. But I also say there's an extra aspect, which might be, you know, extending discipline a little bit, which is how you use your buddhi or your intellect, uh, which we, you know, also evolve into the the definition or the word vivek, which is application of buddhi to understand if you are living in a righteous or, uh, you know, in the right or wrong way. You know, are you hitting those lines you have defined for yourself in this infinite world? So, You know, if you are very good at tadna, then you'll be able to focus and concentrate. But the the second question is, are you focusing and concentrating on the right thing? Uh, So, you know, when we start to look at discipline in a spiritual way, in a spiritual context, um, obviously you need to be able to concentrate, but you also need to be able to ensure that you're evolving your understanding of what you should be concentrating on so that you better align, uh, with what the spiritual lifestyle should actually be. Um, so I think that's how it reflects on those two things. And dharm, I would, you know, again say is a much larger, you know, superset of virtues and values. Um, and I wouldn't replace it. I wouldn't replace either of these terms of discipline. Um, I'd say, you know, discipline is one of the tools you need to develop to be dharmic and dharana is one of the tools you need to develop to be disciplined. Yeah, very rightly
0: said, uh, Abhinav I think uh, uh, Sant Pravashiv Gyandeji Maharaj from Vihangam Yoga mentions that if, if uh, we are, we as a soul, are able to listen, the voice of ourself means once the soul is able to hear the voice of soul itself, that means we are on the path of Dharma and I'm I'm 100% sure what you mentioned is right that discipline is one of the tool to move on that path so thank you very much avinji for joining with us today now let me summarize what we had today with avinji we were talking today about one of the interesting topic called discipline how discipline we have to be what a major role a discipline plays in our Life is very important to understand. Couple of things which I have noted from Avinarji's uh, discussion. We have to draw our own line. And for different person, the line is different in this infinite frame. We have to define our own frame structure as well. What we want, how we want to lead our life. And for that reason, sometimes to many extent, we may need a master to guide us at different time of point. It's us who are responsible for our own life, the more conscious we are, the more disciplined we would be. The more aimful our life is, the more disciplined we would be. Meditation plays the most important role to be disciplined. In a very short, in very short words, studying, self-studying, being more silent from inside to observe ourselves, simplicity, gratitude and service, and meditation are the major roles playing to keep us disciplined. One more interesting thing, which Abhinaji mentioned, what Deji Maharaj has been mentioning. We have five sense organs. To any person to be disturbed, just one sense organ is enough. We have five sense organs. Controlling five sense organs at a time is not that easy. Again, the medicine, the cure to control our sense organs is meditation. And Vihangam Yoga plays a major role to uplift every human life, every human being's life to, to uplift it in the right direction through different stages of meditation. With this, I would like to thank once again Abhinav and to all the listeners to join, for joining us on this platform. Thank you very much. Have a nice time ahead. Stay safe and remain healthy. Next week, again, we'll come up with another interesting topic to discuss on this forum. Thank you very much. God bless all of us.